Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. back to the show and to my Turn Your Pain Into Power series. Today, my guest is Jenny Sutton. Jenny started her career in the UK in the NHS as a nurse, but in 2015, she decided to retire and hang up her NHS lanyard. Then things started to go horribly wrong in her personal life. Her four grown-up children left the family nest, her career and business were no more, and her marriage was beginning to wobble with disconnection and differing values. Jenny became lost. She lost her purpose, her passion, her dreams, and her sparkle. Something had to change, and Jenny decided she needed to shift her focus from her faulty thinking. She decided after many months of depression, self-loathing, and shame to make the hard decision to separate from her husband after 30 years of marriage. Jenny lives in Scotland, near to the Scottish Borders coastline, and she has been on a journey to turn her pain into her power and has become an accredited breakup and divorce coach practitioner with me too. So I am super excited to welcome Jen Sutton to the show. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Sarah. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, I am super excited to have you because I know that you've been through some tough times with your breakup and your whole story. So please, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what happened to you? Well, it was about three years ago that I made a decision to separate from my husband. I, I felt that there was more to life than being married for three decades. And I'll be honest, I I was getting bored. I was feeling unfulfilled. I lost my sparkle, lost my passion, lost my identity as well. And I thought, right, well, I can either put up, shut up or do something about it. So I chose the latter. And yes, it was painful. I can't, you know, dismiss that. It is uh, and it will be for everybody. But it was, it was the need to find my sparkle, my purpose, and to really leave a legacy, I suppose. It's, it's about the greater purpose on this planet. That's, that's what drove me. Mm. Um, I think that's really interesting because a lot of people listening will be thinking, you know what, I'm in the same position as Jen. I, I'm not happy. I'm like, I've lost my sparkle. I mean, 30 years is a long time yeah. to be married to one person, right? I mean, you've pretty much grown up with that person. That's exactly. all you know. You don't know any other way. So, yeah. so how do you sort of process that and get yourself to the position where you've got the courage to, to make that what is quite a huge life-changing decision? It was not easy. I have to confess, I think when we talk about roller coaster of emotions, I think that is a a lovely sentence, but it doesn't really resonate the absolute 
crippling pain of making a decision. And even though I made the decision, it was not easy. And I still had, you know, both mental and physical uh, knots to the point, actually, that I had to um, go for uh, an examination to see if I had something sinister because it was that that um, painful. But for me to move on, it was about looking at the big picture. I didn't know what the future held. I knew that it would be exciting. I knew that I had my own little mantra, which is trust life, trust life. And actually I have for the last three years and I absolutely love my life. I'm blessed. I would say I am the most contented soul in my village because I threw myself into so much that I had been grieving actually. So when I was married, I didn't have a really connection with my community and I wanted it so much. And yet it was the other party in my marriage who didn't necessarily want it. So I just carried on and, and I was grieving that connection. And now, and now I know so many people in this village that I live in and I've only been here two years than I probably have known in my lifetime. So, yeah, I think it's about connecting with other people, recognising the pain that you've got, working through that pain and look at the positives, look at what drives you, what are your values? And if you think in the past your marriage hasn't really addressed, and that, that is true for myself, hasn't addressed your values, then your values become your, your compass in a sense of what you want in your life and just go for it go for it because we only have a limited time on this planet and let's just make it work no I love that go for it indeed so I know people listening will be thinking well I'm in a similar situation I'm not happy in my marriage mm. but how do you tell your partner and 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 how do you manage that guilt I guess or that fear of how you know the fallout for them because obviously you've still got feelings for this person how do you manage that what would be your advice on on that I think when you come to a point of making a decision, you've actually been through the cycle of healing. You've all, you're almost a step ahead of your partner in the sense of you've gone through the shock, you've gone through the anger, you've gone through the denial, uh, the, maybe the bargaining, all in your head. And that resonates with me because... I thought at the time, okay, I can put up and shut up. I can be the best mum in the world. I can keep the house tidy. But is that enough? Is that what life is about? So this is this bargaining aspect that's going on in my head. So I was a little bit further down the line and I knew that I had to make the decision. So the way I said it was, you know, this marriage isn't working for me and I'd like a separation. And just say it as calm and as unattached as possible. Be really grounded. And so you're saying it with grace and not displeasure and not pointing the finger, not blaming. 
so that that I think that's why I was so much more calmer was because I had worked through some of these emotions yeah. of the healing cycle. Whereas obviously my other half, which I'll talk about in a minute, my other half, uh, my my husband, my ex, it was news. It was news, although I think he knew deep down that I was less than content. So go on, I know everyone's going to be thinking, well, okay, how did he take it? Because you've processed all that. And, and from that point of view, from your emotional situation, you were more in control. But obviously, did yeah. you, I mean, you said you hinted that he may have, there may have been some signs, but how can you best protect someone, I guess, going through that? Because you don't want to pull the rug up from out from under them and cause them huge amounts of pain. Although staying in the relationship is huge amounts of pain for you. So how did you juggle that? conversation is the best way as much as it is painful and you may be emotionally attached to the words that you say I think a dress rehearsal is really important so I would go walking and I would practice whilst taking the dogs out how I was going to approach it and for my ex his response was one of shock and anger absolutely oh um and as such the anger was there I think this might have been a wee bit of a test actually he said right well then you had to tell the children I've got four grown-up children and in the past I may have just sort of you know but I thought no I've got to I've got to say it I've got to say it and and I think that was much more emotionally traumatic for me in delivering that to the children than it was to my ex mm. so I guess that must have been one of the hardest things going through the breakup to do to deliver that message to to your kids even though they were grown up at the time so what advice have you got to people who are listening right now thinking gosh yeah well how do you tell the kids well fortunately um having older children and in my in my scenario, I think I think again they had picked up some vibes. Um, they were incredibly supportive of both of us, and actually, I think they recognised that I was going to be happier. That was the driver. That Mum was going to be happier being out of this marriage than staying in, and as such their relationship with mum, because that's all they had context of, because I was the deliverer of the news, would be better because mum would be happier. You've got to remember, I was going through cycles of depression, which in hindsight now, I recognise was due to being on a hamster wheel. What do you mean by that? Wheel. Well, a hamster wheel in, the, in terms of um, the challenge in a relationship, things get back to normal or they're shoved under the carpet. And then I would wait for the next blow up um, and the next blow up would arrive. And then it would almost be, I would count the, how many weeks, how many weeks have gone by from one blow up to the next blow up. And it was stuff that really wasn't addressed. We, we'd make up, but really deep down the absolutely core issues 
were never addressed. And so this is where I think conversation, you know, if you want to make a relationship work, transparency conversation is key. Um, it was more of, it sounds easier than perhaps done, particularly if you haven't set your boundaries. And I think my boundaries in 30 years of marriage were pretty worn away. And so was well, respect. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that I definitely see every day in my coaching clinic that, you know, over that period of time, we compromise and sometimes we make sacrifices. Um, I yeah. know you refer to this as faulty thinking, don't you? So tell us a little bit about what you mean by faulty thinking. Well, I don't know. I don't know about our listeners here, but faulty thinking for me is based on history, our past. So when we're growing up, we're greatly influenced by a circle of people who have influenced us in, in terms of our values, our principles, what's right, what's wrong, um, how to be the best, what to do, what not to do. And that can be anything from church, teachers, parents, older siblings, family members, and yet the message that is being delivered needs to be delivered in a positive way. And sometimes we latch on to the way that it was delivered and the emotion that that created. For example, you'll never be great at maths instead of saying, do you know what? Let me help you with maths together. We'll, we'll make you, you know, wonderful at it or you're rubbish at this, or you're a waste of space, or, um, you know, I don't know why we had you. And so because it's emotional expression that has been given as we're a child and where our brains are like sponges, we sort of, you know, absorb it and we therefore make it part of our identity. And as such, faulty thinking, that little inner critic, that legacy from our past, those voices from our past, they've been sort of cemented there in our unconsciousness. So when we're having a bit of a rough time or a challenging day, in particular, the little voice of my mother appears and it's that sort of rubbing of glee of hands like, mm, I'm going to say this now. Uh, and so we know as a result of that, that that inner critic voice can have a huge impact on what we want to achieve, uh, what we're here for, how we feel in the moment, on the day. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, that faulty thinking. And, and to flip it, what we have to do is delete it, recognize it's the, the memories from our past that we have chosen to absorb as a child and delete them because they are not true. It's what's known as a limited belief. They are not true. So the best way to do that is to become our own best coach. Um, and my strategy for doing that is recognizing when the faulty thinking happens and then challenge it. Literally, I talk, I talk to myself, well, I mean, don't they say that we talk to ourselves more than anybody else? And so, you know, I talk to myself and I challenge that thought. And then it dials down that voice of that inner critic and dials up the positive 
vibe, the feeling, and the the yeah, the sense of well-being that our inner coach, which is inside every one of us. I so love that we that. become a better person. Yeah, mm, I love that. I love it. Thank you. It's a really good way of thinking about things, and you've explained it really well there. So tell us a little bit about your journey because you came out the other side and you you know you've created something which is pretty amazing and inspiring for people to hear so tell us a little bit about where you've moved on since your breakup are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce are you feeling devastated heartbroken sad and anxious If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. So tell us a little bit about where you've moved on since your breakup. Well, thank you for that. That's lovely to hear. Um, being of the retirement age, which I think now is any age from 50 upwards, um, and, and recognising that the support wasn't there for myself, I thought, you know what? how can I use this experience to benefit other people who are in similar shoes as my own or even in similar shoes as my ex? You know, what, what, you know, it's all about embracing the silver linings that we're given. And so I thought it was really key to create a business around specifically for people who are in their retirement years to help them in whatever shape and form um, their breakup or divorce process is in because you know we're all unique and uh, there is not one size or one experience that fits all um, and and to take take the tools that I've learned from yourself Zara as being an accredited coach Take those tools and other tools that I've had from other accrediting to coaching qualifications and deliver, deliver the very best for those individuals. Because it's interesting, um, although divorce numbers are declining, they're actually exponential in the age group of the retirement years, which are known as the silver splitters or silver separators or the great divorcees which I'm not quite happy about that's why I have my hair colored <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I, you know the um the office of national statistics says that you know exponentially the numbers have gone up increasingly so for women 38 percent of women now in the age bracket 65 plus have chosen 
to call their marriage a day. And for men, it's 23%. So it's actually going up hugely. And I think that's about, I think that's about the fact that we, in the past, we had, when, if, if you choose to get married, you have the strap line to death do us part. And I think now, I know your face says it all. I think now, um, you know, people who were born in the 1950s, uh, 60s and 70s have decided, actually, that's, that isn't what I want. I want so much more. I want fulfillment and happiness. I want to volunteer, I want to travel. And then you could look over to your loved one that you've been married for for decades and you think, and is that the person that's going to deliver what I really want in my own life? Mm. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think you're so right. The silver splitters are 50 plus, actually. That's the only group in society where the marriage rate is increasing, which I find interesting because I think yeah. previously, I think if you got divorced or separated in your 50s, you sort of thought, well, that's it for me now. It's sort of slippers and blue rinse brigade. <laughs> Yes. And now it's so far from that, isn't it? I mean, now yes. it's like, right, let's go on an adventure holiday. Let's sign up on the over 50s dating apps. Let's yes. get back out there. Let's get exploring. Let's meet someone new. So I, I do think it's it's a much needed your service of helping people Thank know, you. look at that and help them. And because you've walked in those shoes, I think it does make it a lot more empowering. And, you know, it's been great fun working with you and training you in our coaching community because you're you're very inspiring. And I know that you've helped a lot of the other coaches coming through with, with helping them get up and running, which is always good to see. So I guess for people listening now, you know, what is your top tip for people coming out of that relationship, coming out and thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I just, you know, yes, I'm in my 50s, in my 60s. What's next? How do I start to take my power back and turn that pain into power? How do they do that? Yes. So I think there are three things, particularly that um, I learned from. Um, one was having self-compassion. Moving from the depression that cycle of depression, and I've mentioned about the hamster wheel scenario, and moving it to actually, you are a good person, deleting those negative uh, inner critic voices, and moving on to being, being more self-caring, self-loving of yourself. And that was really, that was quite a strange phenomena for me. Um, not anymore. Um, I put myself first pretty much all the time now. And with that comes um, the decline of self-judgment as well. Um, an example is I actually had a client who was married for 35 years. And I mentioned about my other half. Well, that wasn't exactly the same phraseology that she used. She was saying, oh, my better half being her husband and I, I, I challenged her on that and I said wait, wait a minute wait a minute you know you're not two halves here you're actually a whole person in your own right and you know she took you know it's like a light bulb moment that she recognized yeah I am yeah I am and and I'm entitled to feel 
this way and I'm entitled to put myself first. So as a such, she increased her own self-compassion. She recognized that you've got two holes that come into a relationship. Um, and, and as such, yeah, I think that was, as I say, a light belt moment that she, she sort of, she put herself first for the first mm. time rather than her husband. I know, I love and that. Deleted, and deleted, sorry, and deleted that, oh, my better half as well. It is funny how we pick up little phrases, don't we? Yes. And we don't really challenge them or think about them. So I think that's that's really interesting. So you said yeah. you have three tips. Yeah, so the other one is due diligence. Do the sums. So, um, <laughs> right, learn from your mistakes. So I'm going to share a mistake. Um, separation agreement my ex went to the solicitor got a free uh first consultation experience with the solicitor uh i don't know where he else he got all the other information from maybe online google and drew up a separation agreement uh saying that uh, jen's going to have this i'm going to have this we agree to this so forth and so forth for two months i had my ear bent to say have you signed that agreement yet have you signed it and the day after my birthday two months later i just thought excuse my french sod it i'm just going to sign it because i just have had enough and um turns out to my actual betterment that um, because I didn't get uh, solicitor involvement from the point of a separation agreement, it was as good as, you know, being ripped up. It was worthless. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. But the whole process was really very, very challenging. So what I would suggest is do your sums, get due diligence, um, make sure you know what's in one's bank account, joint bank accounts, um, also what matrimonial assets you've got, even matrimonial assets that you've got prior to getting married, there's still a value. Um, artwork, cars, everything should come into the equation. And don't be fobbed off with, well, we had, I had that, I had that before we got married, so it's mine. So we'll deduct that amount from the actual, you know, whole matrimonial pot. Yeah. Don't be bobbed off with that. And the other thing is pensions. So um, being in your retirement years, you possibly are coming up to pension time or you're pulling your pension or some percentage of pension. Um, from the date of separation, make sure that you've got a value up to that point of what your pension is or, or your partner's pension is. And ideally look at the whole cash equivalent as well, particularly if you're looking at um, splitting your pension. So yeah, I think that would be my other top tip there. Do sums, do your due diligence. Love it. I think it's really good advice. You know, not getting fobbed off is, is essential and it can be quite tricky, especially if you're feeling a bit guilty or especially oh. if that person is, 
it's putting pressure on you or yes. it's making you in a slightly toxic relationship. So yes. That, yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, gosh, Jenny, I mean, what you've done is turn that pain into power and you've set up your coaching business and now you're helping people all over the world um, manage their breakups. And I know your, your company's called Untying the Knot. Tell me, just as my final question, what do you love most about your coaching business? Oh, I think you've said it, actually. Pain into power. It's about having empathy for the individual that's in front of you keeping yourself detached, but understanding where they're coming from, that their journey is unique, what they're experiencing, and just almost a little bit of tinkering, either with their mindset, their physiology, how, how, you know, about their own personal energy that they're carrying, to the, the other things which are much more action-focused in terms of getting your team together, your breakup and divorce team together. So, you know, I've mentioned about a solicitor, but your, your exercise buddy, a coach, uh, somebody who you can really trust or keep aspects confidential, you know, having that, the, that support network and then looking at step by step, real tiny little steps, because you can't do a huge leap. I think because you're in such, you're in such, emotional trauma at the time and, and you're trying your best as best you can little steps little steps to the future I think I think is the 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 wonder and the liberation and the authenticity that you find within yourself that perhaps has been tucked away that the, to the top of the Pandora's box has been opened and yeah, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, and, and yeah, just just to help people along that journey, I think, I, I just think it's it's wonderful, and it is my raison d'etre. Oh, I love that, I love it, and, you know, I can see, and I can hear your passion for what you do, um, and, you know, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest today on the podcast, you definitely <laughs> have turned your pain into your power, and you're using that for the good and helping others all over the world. So thank you, Jenny, for being such a fabulous guest. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Love it. That's it for today's episode. If you would like to book a free discovery call with Jen, then do head on over to my website, saradavison.com. Click on the book a coaching session button and you will find Jenny's video there where you can book a free discovery call with her to find out how she can help you move through and turn your pain into your power. Do check that out and I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.